Welcome to the Emotional Eating Unwrapped Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Kessler, an emotional eating and weight loss coach for women looking to fall in love with eating, create healthy attachments with food, and lose weight sustainably. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited about today's episode because it's a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And today we're going to explore how applying mindfulness and developing what I like to call emotional neutrality to the context of your life can help reduce stress, eliminate overwhelm, and really help you heal from issues like emotional eating. In our fast-paced society and constantly connected world, it's so easy to get caught up in the whirlwind of constant sensations um, because we're constantly getting zinged with stimuli, right? We spend our time scrolling through social media, binge watching the latest TV shows, and we really train our nervous system. We almost get addicted to this constant sensation when we're consistently metabolizing, and I like to call it metabolizing because it's really what we're doing, this sensation from the outside world, we really get left feeling depleted. And that depletion takes the form of overwhelm, disconnection, and emotional exhaustion, right? So it's almost like ironic that we think that by investing our time and energy and attention in all of these external things, we're going to feel more connected. But truthfully, what ends up happening is the opposite. And so really what I want to talk about today is how to develop this skill of neutrality, right? How do we develop this skill? And we develop this skill by cultivating mindfulness in action. We want to use mindfulness as a behavior. And when we do it like this, it offers a powerful solution to the problem of constant stimuli seeking and what ends up becoming Uh, a dopamine addiction. Because if you think about it, think about every time you get a text or notification on on your computer, right? It's like, there's this rush of like, oh my God, somebody wants me or uh, you know, I'm going to about to be connected to someone or let me go bring my energy out. Right. And this, this dings our brain to release dopamine. And this really trains our nervous systems to be addicted to sensation. So this episode, I really want to talk about how we can be a part of a world that has this sensation junkie mentality where we can't really escape it uh, that much. So we can't really escape it. So we have to learn how to live amongst it, right? We have to learn how to create our own sense of uh, you know, of boundaries so that we don't become a slave to consistently being pulled out of our center. Uh, so we can stay really anchored and grounded in ourselves and our energy in our needs. Um, and it really helps to keep us calm. So especially for women, developing this skill of applied mindfulness can have a profound impact on emotional well-being. The the strategies that I'm going to go into today and that I teach my clients really allow them to develop a deeper understanding of their emotions, of how 
their environment um, and what they metabolize. So that includes um, what energy that we're digesting from other people, from our commute, right, from our travels, any energy that's outside of us, how are we metabolizing that? And how can we recognize what some of, how some of those energies are contributing to stress and anxiety, right? Because once we have the awareness of what energies that we are participating in or metabolizing in our lives, that might be, you know, subconsciously or even consciously triggering stress and anxiety, we can learn how to respond to these emotions and respond to these these triggers, because essentially these are are the triggers that end up leading to this need to turn to food as a way to feel calm, as a way to cope with stress and anxiety, right? So oftentimes we think that it's the food that's causing the the desire to eat because, oh, the, I, I crave the food. The food is so tempting, right? We think the food is the temptation, but a lot of times the food is not really the temptation, especially when it comes to emotional eating. The food is not the temptation. It's usually the environment and the energy that we're metabolizing that is the trigger where our nervous system needs to turn to food to relax. Okay, so let's go into this a little bit. Let's talk about how applied mindfulness can help. So dopamine addiction, stimulus-seeking behavior, I kind of talked about it already, but essentially it's this addiction that we have to consistently being pulled out of our center to react to an external an external ping, right? Whether that is a text message, whether that's an email, whether that's something that we ourselves go on social media and scroll, but it's the continuous and consistent digestion of external stimuli, right? And everybody is exposed to this in society because you can't really escape it. With with all the access that we have to each other comes this new this new nervous system stimulation, this new dopamine addiction. Um, and so all these things are typically always double-edged sword. Having more access, being more available, it can create more connection, but it also can create a lot of energetic depletion. Okay, so we need to develop anchors then right? We need to develop anchors for ourselves where we can create boundaries around how this access, this availability, this external energy is affecting us. The anchors that we develop are going to be different for every person. And so there are people that are more extroverted who might be able to handle and feel more comfortable with this heightened access and heightened availability and, you know, this culture of, of, you know, consistently being pinged with information and external things all the time, right? Like there might be people that that's in their nature and that's comfortable for them. And then there are people that are more introverted who, you know, need a little bit 
of time to recharge where they're not they're not energetically commingling with so many different external energies all the time, right? Be that a person, be that uh, a text message, be that a social media post or something where that they're metabolizing into their energetic sphere, into their nervous system. The first step of applied mindfulness is self-awareness, right? It's knowing yourself. What energy are you? So are you really more introverted and need a little bit more quiet time, but you've gotten so used to presenting yourself in a way that's more extroverted? And this inquiry is essential to healing emotional eating, right? It's really, really essential because we could get so used to wearing an energetic costume that we lose sight of what is truly us and what is what we've acclimated to in society, right? So what is you and what is your, is you acclimated, right? And so this is one of the first things that I do with clients, right? Is that we get really honest about their true energetic essence, right? What, who are they energetically? What do they need energetically? So these are questions you could ask yourself. Who are you energetically for real? Not who your family thinks you are, who your partner thinks you is, or who work thinks you are, right? You can be, you can present in different ways in your life, but what is your true nature? Okay. And once you, you really understand that, you could start to develop boundaries and anchors for your own energy. So, and this is really our responsibility. And this can feel really weird. I'm not going to lie. Like this can feel very weird when you're used to consistently being available, consistently having um, unlimited access to you, starting to put up those energetic boundaries limiting beliefs can come up, you know, a lot of uh, guilt can come up, um, a lot of fear can come up. So these are normal things that can come up. But what happens, you know, the beautiful thing that happens when you start to really own your own energetic essence, and you start to create an environment that puts your energetic essence in the forefront for every single relationship energetic exchange that you have in your life, what happens is that you become less reactive and you become more responsive, right? So reactivity comes from this primitive place where it's like, you know, we, we, we internalize something or something happens and then we immediately have a reaction to it right? Um, something triggers our nervous system and we completely need to fix it somehow, right? Whereas when we start to move from a place of self-awareness and we bring this concept of applied mindfulness to it, which essentially is the first step is self-awareness, we can develop neutrality. Right. And neutrality is the concept of being able to be with energies and triggers and circumstances that we might not necessarily like or feel great in. Right. 
but we don't need to immediately react to those things, nor do we need to fix them in order to push away the feelings of negativity, right? So this is a huge skill, especially when it comes to emotional eating, because essentially emotional eating is the action of using food to fix discomfort, right? Or sometimes it's mindless, right? We emotionally eat and we don't even understand why, right? So we kind of just retrospectively look back and we're like, yes, that was emotional eating. Wow, I just ate, you know, I just binge ate. Um, But slowing down enough and recognizing what external triggers, what energy imbalances, uh, whether that's our own internal energy imbalances or imbalances that are coming from the external, from the outside, what is causing that misalignment where then my nervous system is getting dysregulated, where then mindlessly I'm turning to food, right? If we can kind of break that down in the pipeline and see where there's a leak in the pipeline, whether that's, you know, we're not moving through the worlds from our authentic energy, or we're metabolizing external energy that's, you know, triggering our nervous system. You know, where is this, is this happening? Or we're not preparing or planning enough for ourselves, right? We don't have the right boundaries um, and, you know, and self-leadership to create a safe space for ourselves where we're setting ourselves up to win. And when we start to view our lives from this lens, we can develop neutrality, which means that we have a wider capacity to be with things that are not perfect, that might be uncomfortable, uh, that might make us feel edgy or, you know, just not great, but we can sit with it. We can be with it and we can anchor ourselves from an adaptive place, right? We can anchor ourselves from a healthy place. We don't feel the need to escape that experience, that emotional experience, and we don't feel the need to fix that emotional experience, and we don't feel the need to go to sleep from that emotional experience. We don't feel the need to dissociate from that emotional experience. And so when we can actually stay present and awake and with the emotional experience, we can make choices about how to lead ourselves in these experiences from a higher place, right? It's getting to that higher place of integrity and that's where we make our choices for life from, right? And when we do that, when we cultivate this ability to have our self-awareness lead into this, it lead into this living with integrity where then we can make decisions about our actions with food, and other things from a place of integrity, right? Our actions with our behaviors, our actions with, you know, where we give our energy, who we let into our space, you know, what choices we make with our eating. Uh, When we, you know, when we have this ability to do that, it gives us so much more control over our lives, right? It gives us so much more control over our lives, right? This this control that we we think is so far away or that we think is so hard to feel is right there inside of us when we can develop this neutrality right that stems from this you know this knowing ourselves being with ourselves 
uh, and being with uncomfortable sensations in a way where we're not being consistently pulled out of our center and where there's boundaries to it, right? There's boundaries to it. We're so, we're so locked in and attuned to our own feelings. And we believe at such a high level that feeling good and balanced and aligned matters to us that we make our life choices from that place, right? But we first need to know what aligned feels like. Right, right. That's one of the first steps. What does being aligned feel like? And oftentimes knowing what being aligned feels like comes from a lot of a lot of time spent being misaligned, but being misaligned with attention on that. Right. So if we if we don't awaken to what feeling misaligned and what being misaligned feels like, we're not going to know what being aligned feels like. So both things have to happen, right? And that's why healing emotional eating is a process, right? And, you know, the thing is, is that when we're stressed and when we're overwhelmed, it's so common to seek comfort in food as a way to cope with our emotions, right? But like I said, by bringing a curious attitude to the context of our lives, we can really develop an awareness of our emotional triggers and choose a more adaptive and less harmful, less harmful methodologies of finding that soothing place for ourselves. The practices really include attention, right? Paying attention, right? So we pay attention to our internal world, right? We pay attention to what makes us feel misaligned so that it can take us to learning and leading ourselves how to feel aligned, right? We shift our focus from constantly being dragged into external simulation and reactivity, and we become more, more anchored and more grounded in, in the present moment, in how we internally feel in our authentic energetic essence, right? And then when we do that, we expand we really expand the capacity, the emotional capacity to be with emotions that may feel uncomfortable. When we do that multiple times, right? When we have the repetition of moving from misalignment to alignment, right? And I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's tiring, right? Paying attention to yourself is one of the most tiring things you could do, especially in a world that really thrives on, on, getting you to a place where you're barely paying attention to yourself, you know, it can be exhausting. It can feel tiring, um, but it's so worth it because when we do that a few times, we build this, what I like to call this verified faith. So at first it's going to feel really hard, right? Like when you're going to get triggered and the first time that you really slow down enough to be like, oh, wow, yeah. I'm feeling a certain way inside and I'm recognizing that this outside thing is influencing how I feel inside and it's not aligned with my natural essence. And so therefore I now have to make a different choice with where I'm going to put my energy and I'm going to not, you know, react and give my energy to this outside thing. The first time you do that, it's going to feel weird. Okay. So when we get so used to having this dopamine hit, right? This 
sensation junkie. We always have this sensation energy that feels like it needs to engage somewhere, right? If we don't let it engage, it's still going to feel like it's living within us, right? And we can use food as a way to relieve that energy, right? And so sitting with that energy in the beginning is really, really challenging to do, okay? But the good news is that when you do it multiple times, you build what's called verified faith, that you actually don't need to release the valve of the energy, right? It actually grows your capacity to be with this external stimuli, these triggers. When you don't release it, it actually helps grow your capacity to be with it. It relaxes your nervous system. It gets you into neutrality. Uh, you're more, you have more access to your executive function. Um, like I said before, where we, where we make decisions from our higher integrity because we're connected to that. We feel worthy of that. Um, and so it really changes. Uh, it really changes over time. And this is how you build this, this sense of neutrality. I learned this personally in yoga, right? So I, I have been practicing yoga since the late nineties. Um, I, you know, I, I love yoga for many reasons. It really helped me with my recovery in overcoming emotional eating. Um, but there really is this concept in yoga called brahmacharya, which is holding sensation, right? It, it's really just the skill of holding sensational energy that feels very big in your body, right? And, you know, with yoga, it teaches you to use the breath and it teaches you to move your body in different shapes or hold different postures. But essentially what it does is it takes you it takes you through this arc of feeling sensation build up, right? And it feels like it needs to be released, but then you don't have to release it. And instead, it just creates this capacity in your body and in your heart and in your nervous system to hold things, to hold things easier right? Hold discomfort easier, hold um, imperfection easier, hold mistakes easier, things that we might feel like are such huge deals. It really helps us to find this neutral place, right? And so for me, and still to this day, yoga is still a huge part of my of my lifestyle, of my practice. I personally do yoga just about every day. I have a meditation practice just about every day, um, you know, to really help me anchor into my neutrality, right? I have other practices as well. I love music, I play piano. Um, sometimes I just do nothing, right? Doing nothing is huge too, right? And just while you're sitting there doing nothing, just feeling the energy, it feels like you have to release the energy, but you don't right? Somehow it goes somewhere else, right? So everything is impermanent and imperfect and impersonal. These are things that I tell my clients all the time, things I tell myself all the time. And so 
developing this neutrality is less of something that you could learn in theory or from theory. And it's more of something that's grown from the inside out. And the way that you develop this neutrality is through external experiences, but responding in a new way, right? So instead of just reacting, you're responding. You're self-aware, you have boundaries, you know yourself, you know what your alignment is for you, and that's how you move through the world. Okay, so last thing I'll leave you with is to just remember that choosing to live with awareness and being in the present moment, it takes practice, so be patient, right? You wanna be patient with yourself, you don't wanna rush it, just continue to stay curious, continue to be a student of your experiences, um, and continue to practice paying attention because paying attention, like I said, is super tiring at first, but the more you do it, the more it actually energizes you. And I just want to reinforce that you can develop the skills to find a new calm, a new center for your inner self, and bring that aligned, calm, neutral center into your daily life. Because when you do this, you can 100% become free from emotional eating. And so until next time, I'm Alana, and thank you for listening to the Emotional Eating Unwrapped 